and gentlemen, and welcome to the January 7th, 2018 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. You can also find me on Instagram. My handle is NSN. Court report because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade, and now that we've hit 2018, you realize that playoffs, championships are just around the corner. Get to them now before they hit their real busy season, providing trophies for everyone in the Yeshiva League. Give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our episodes all the way back to the very first show. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each one. Please give the comments nice. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Welcome back, folks. It is the first first episode of the 2018 calendar year. Now, just because it's the first episode of the calendar year does not mean that there is nothing going on. This past week, we had a big snowstorm that sort of interrupted a lot of action that would have decided several playoff factors in the Yeshiva League, but do not worry. We will catch you up to date on everything that has happened and how it will impact over the coming weeks. Uh, Just not going to play meteorologist because it's not really my forte. I'm a uh, sports analyst and mostly for Yeshiva League, but uh, the rumors are another storm coming this week. So we'll try to keep that in mind as we talk uh, because um, the reports are Monday night, potentially a big snowstorm tomorrow night, uh, which could affect a nice amount of games. I believe that this coming week, if I'm not mistaken, there are 23 games, uh, assuming that none of the games that were postponed from this past week, assuming uh, that are going to be included this week, 23 games, of which it seems to be that 10 are going to be tomorrow night. So through all the leagues, through Boys JV Basketball, Boys Varsity Basketball, Girls Varsity Basketball, Girls JV Basketball, Girls Varsity Basketball B, Boys Hockey, and Boys Boys Varsity Hockey, Boys JV, 23 games over the coming week, 10 games are tomorrow night. And if a snowstorm does happen to hit and these games have to be canceled, that could have a major impact. Now, of course, because we can't predict the future, we are going to act as if everything will... Please, God, Emirza Hashem, go as planned. So, we will move ahead this week with that in mind. Obviously, like I said, the big snowstorm Thursday 
wiped out a full slate of games. And we will tell you what games are still to be made up. Some actually have already been made up, as you'll see when we get to JV Hockey, uh, playing a big part in shaping that playoff window. Uh, other leagues are also on the uh, on the verge of playoffs and their you know their crowning achievements. And some teams have already clinched number one seeds. Some teams already clinched first round home games, first round buys. Some teams already know that they will need to fight and fight dearly down to the bitter end in order to make the playoffs. We will get to that a little later on in the show. Uh, For me this week, this was a very interesting week. Obviously, with the big snowstorm, you know, it really did put a different spin on a lot of things that happened. Uh, And for me, I actually had a very interesting night last night. Uh, Actually, I suffered my first injury as a... uh, as a member of the Yeshiva League officiating crew. Um, So if you hear me wincing in pain at all throughout this program, it is because of a leg injury that I suffered last night doing the the JEC Kushner JV game, which was a phenomenal game. Uh, I I know I'm going to spoil it a little bit. That game went to overtime. That game went the full distance as a tie. I got to tell you, though, while they pay me to do... Those games, I probably would have paid to have been able to ref that game in extra five minutes or an extra full period to a conclusion. Both sides played that well, and it just leaving it like that with a rivalry like Kushner JEC, um, it just it felt like there was something left, uh, you know, something left on the docket. And, um, well, I mean, both those teams still have a shot to make the playoffs, as we'll get to when we go to JV Hockey. Um, so I'm going to save everything about that game, plus about what that game means. But uh, just know that if at any point you hear me wincing in pain, it is because I am nursing my first Yeshiva League, my first official Yeshiva League injury. I went through... Um, Four years in high school, never suffering a never suffering an injury, um, and uh, I think to this point, I'm not sure that I have ever suffered an injury as a result of being a part of a Yeshiva League game. So, uh, 32 years old, uh, this is absolutely a first for me. Uh, but I will be better, God willing, and I will be back out there on the floor. Uh, God willing, as soon as possible. But enough about me, because for the purposes of the Yeshiva League, I am not really what matters. So we're going to bring it back to the kids, and we're going to start off this week with hockey. We're going to start off in varsity hockey. An insane week of hockey this past week. One game got canceled, only one, and that would be the Ramaz Hillel game on Thursday night. Uh, They would end up playing last night, which we'll get to in just a second. So it's not as if it was a total loss for both teams on the week. Uh, we're going to start out in the East, though, uh, this past Tuesday night. Flatbush and Magan David squared off. Uh, a Flatbush loss, a Hank win, and a YDE loss this past week would have wrapped up the playoff teams in the East. So Flatbush and Magan David, the first of that of that scenario. Would that fall the way we needed to to figure out exactly 
which teams would make the postseason. Saulio Laniato, in his first game back in the Flatbush net, made all the difference in the return match between these two teams. Jack Towell opened up the scoring for Flatbush in the second with a shorthanded goal. Rafi Nebit and Stephen Sutton would score as well, giving Flatbush a 3-0 lead before the period was out. In the third, despite a bevy of penalties, Magan David would draw close, but not close enough, scoring with seven minutes left, and then with 20 seconds left in the game, but could not put home the game winner, or sorry, the equalizer, as Flatbush avenges their earlier loss to their Crossborough rivals. So, Flatbush originally losing, uh, I believe it was 2-1 to one to Mag and David in their earlier meeting. Now, Stali Laniato coming back in net, making the difference, giving Flatbush the win. So, we would not have a scenario where all of our playoff teams were figured out right off the bat. Um, that would lead to... Two other games this week. We talked about YDE. Uh, YDE lost would have wrapped up the playoff teams in the East. YDE would end up losing to Hafter 8-3 to on Wednesday night. Two goals by Elon Goldberg in the win. But the real game in the East this week, the game that happened Tuesday night between DRS and Hafter. DRS and Hafter, both at the top of the division. We're talking 1 and 2. Well, obviously Hafter now, the very least 2, because of the win. They were tied with Rambam heading into the game against YDE because DRS would end up taking that game over Hafter 1-0. Jake Weinstock with the lone goal. Jakey Friedman with the shutout, clinching a first-round bye for the DRS Wildcats. DRS sitting at 21 points now atop the East. They are uh, so close to clinching a uh, the number one, um, the number one seed now in the East. They have clinched the first round by with the win over Hafter. They are inches away right now. DRS at 21 points. Hafter is at 18. Can get to 24. So any combination that gets DRS over the max that Hafter can get will give DRS the number one seed in the East. It seems like only a matter of time for the boys in white and green. They will face Hafter again when they come back on the fourth. They will also face uh, Flatbush, uh, and that will be their last two games. So with the win over Hafter effectively on the fourth, DRS could take the uh, the number one seed in the East. Taking a look through to the West now. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, let's look at the West, and then we'll come back for the cross game in the West. Frisch opened up the week with a 7-0 drubbing of JEC. Kushner battered Westchester. Ramaz took a 9-0 win over Hillel last night. And TABC, in a cross game against Hank, would end up defeating Hank 6-1 of Ram Gelman, scoring two goals. The Schiffowitz line, Ellie Schiff and Ellie Spinowitz, scoring one apiece, as did Yitzi Kopstick and Yehuda Sachs. The win puts TABC back into first place in the West and a win away from clinching a first-round bye. So right now, TABC sitting atop the West with 20 points, one point ahead of SAR, but also one game ahead of SAR. SAR, one game in hand. And uh, those, right now, SAR is at 9-0-0-1. They have 19 points, 10 games completed for them. They will end up playing a couple of games over the next few weeks. They will have Hillel this coming week. So... Assuming that it goes to plan for SAR, SAR will jump back ahead of TABC, at least for the time being, depending on what happens that very night uh, with their game, uh, TABC's game against JEC. But over the after the break, I should say, SAR has two games to open up, and 
we'll I guess we'll figure that out when it comes time. Uh, taking a look at the standings, starting out in the East, DRS, as we said, 10, 1, and 121 points. Hafter at 9 and 2, 18 points. Rambam behind at 8 and 4, 16 points. North Shore, 7 and 5, 14 points. Salman Schechter, 6, 4, uh, and 6, 4, 0, oh, and 2. And they also have 14 points. Hank at 12 points, 6 and 5. Flatbush still in the running at 4, 6, 0, oh, and 1. Uh, they're at nine points. They can be eliminated with a loss. Uh, as for North Shore, Solomon Schechter, well, we'll get to that in a second. YDE, four and nine. They have one game to go. They were eliminated with their loss to Hafter. Mag and David rounded out their season with their loss this week. Three and 11, they finish up. Share Torah will finish up uh, this, uh, not this week, but next week. As Share Torah will go to Westchester for their final game of the season. They are currently Oh, and 13. The way the East playoffs uh, scenario looks, Rambam, uh, Hafter, and DRS have already clinched playoff berths. North Shore, Solomon Schechter, and Hank can clinch playoff berths. Uh, obviously, after, not after the break for Solomon Schechter, Solomon Schechter will be playing Westchester next, not this week, but next week also. So, Solomon Schechter could have a chance to uh, clinch, although I do. Yeah, they will have a chance to clinch as a result. They can clinch, they can clinch with a win. North Shore and Solomon Schechter can each clinch with a win or Flatbush loss or tie. That's uh, okay because, um, I mean, Flatbush isn't playing again till the, uh, till the break is out. Hank at 12 points needs a couple of things to happen, but everything can pretty much be settled with a Flatbush loss or a Hank uh, and a Hank win. Really, that would pretty much do it in the East. But there's going to be a nice race between uh, Rambam, North Shore, Solomon Schechter, and Hank, and potentially Flatbush, depending on that, uh, to get to their uh, proper spots in the three to six. Assuming that Rambam can't jump above Hafter into a first round bye. Uh, and we will cover all of that over the next few weeks in our playoff preview show uh, that we usually do around the uh, around the break. Looking out to the west, like I said, TABC at 20 points, 10 and 1. SAR 9, 0, 0 and 1, 19 points. MTA at 8 and 3, 16 points. Frisch at 7, 3 and 1, 15 points. MTA can clinch a playoff berth with, uh, or could have, uh, clinched a playoff berth with a, with a Kushner loss or two Hillel losses. They didn't get either of those this week, so we'll we'll see what can happen for them over the next few weeks. Uh, Frisch could clinch a playoff berth with two wins or a win and a Kushner loss. They got their win, did not get the other Kushner loss, did not get the second win because they're uh, they're going to. Uh, well, we'll see, because right now, they're actually playing right now, so we'll see what happens with Frisch. Frisch could theoretically win, uh, clinch a playoff berth with a win today over Hafter. They are playing right now. Kushner, 5-5, 0 and 1. They're at 11 points. JEC at 4 and 6, 8 points. Hillel and Ramaz are tied. Hillel at 3 and 6, Ramaz at 3 and 7, 6 points. Westchester at 0 and 10, uh, with 0 points. It's going to be a tight race to see whether or not Hillel, Ramaz, JEC, 
uh, Kushner, which of those teams will fill out the, the final two playoff spots in the West right now. Kushner has a beat on it. JEC has uh, the tiebreakers in hand over Ramaz and Hillel. JEC still has Westchester to play. Ramaz still has another game against Hillel, and assuming tonight's score is at least a harbinger of that, it seems as if we could be loaded up for a uh, a massive uh, rundown between Ramaz and JEC for the final playoff spot in the Varsity Hockey West. Taking a look at the week ahead, four games, one of which going on right now, Hafter and Frisch doing battle. Massive game for both teams. The winner will actually gain a little bit of an advantage in their race. Should Hafter win, Hafter will not not completely, because Rambam can still get the 20 points, but Hafter will put themselves in a position to at least be no worse than a coin flip for the second seed with a win. If Frisch wins, Frisch will put themselves in great position to gain the three seed over MTA. They will tie. They will not tie themselves with MTA. They will uh, put themselves at 8-3-1. And, and their remaining games, uh, let's see, 8-3-1, and one, that's uh, 12 games. So Frisch's remaining games, I believe they have TABC when we come back from the break. And they also have, uh, they have Hillel just before the TABC game. Uh, So there's a possibility that they could get to uh, the 20-point mark, and the 20-point mark would potentially be good enough, assuming that what happens to MTA goes to plan. MTA will still have to play Hillel, uh, SAR, and let's see, who else? MTA, uh, Hillel, SAR, and JEC. So we'll see, but that's a great little setup for what is going to happen. Uh, speaking of uh, SAR and Hillel, SAR and Hillel uh, looking to play each other tomorrow night, as are JEC and TABC and Ramaz and Westchester. All of those games tomorrow night. Hopefully they will not be impacted by a snowstorm. God willing, they will be played. Those are the only games on the week. In two weeks, uh, two games will be played, both involving Westchester, one involving Shari Torah, and the other involving Solomon Schechter. We will get to that next week, and we'll tell you what implications those games might have. Moving over to JV Hockey now, where only 12 games remain in the entire JV Hockey season. This past week, there were uh, five games on the docket start out in the East, and we'll start out with Hafter DRS winner clinching a playoff berth. Ben Newmark, two second period goals for the Hawks. Hillel Golubchik on a power play early in the third, draws DRS to within one, cannot get the equalizer. The Hafter Hawks take a 2-1 victory over the DRS Wildcats. Uh, huge rivalry. Um, I mean, we had several great rivalries over the last couple of weeks. This one just sort of punctuating that. Hafter Hawks now jumping to a 6-2 and record into the driver's seat for the second first-round home game, potentially even the second seed in the East, depending on what happens with Rambam. Uh, Rambam taking a 13-1 win over Flatbush on the very same night, putting them at 15 points and almost wrapping up the first-round home game and the top seed. First-round home game definitely wrapped up, top seed potentially still there for the taking. Uh, on the other side of the break, they will have Hank. Hank at 1-8 and eight right now. They will wrap up their season with that game. Rambam uh, potentially with a win, 
with a win, would put them at 17 points and would put it pretty much out of reach for anybody else in the division. So Hafter, at least putting themselves in great position to host a first-round playoff game. They are at 6-2. and two. They have played eight games. They have two more to go on the other side of the break. They will have DRS and Rombaum, so the two teams that they will sort of be fighting with for that uh, for that spot. The game against Rombaum may end up being meaningless for Rombaum, so it could be something for Hafter to sort of take advantage of. But gaining a playoff berth this past week, the Mag and David Warriors. Mag and David, originally the game postponed because of the snowstorm on Thursday, pushed to last night. Mag and David taking an 11-4 win over YDE, giving the Mag and David Warriors a playoff berth. They finished their season at 5-5, five and five, 10 points. The only teams that can catch them are DRS and North Shore. However, DRS um, can jump over them. North Shore can only, at best, tie them. And if that's the case, Mag and David, by virtue of their win over North Shore about a month ago, would hold the tiebreaker. So Mag and David, at 10 points, knows that it will be in the playoffs this coming year. Uh, taking a look now to the West. The West had two very big games for the division, both involving JEC. Spoke about the JEC Kushner game last night. A phenomenal game between the two teams. Benzion Kapustin and Max Orbach, the only goals on the night, uh, both within a two-minute span in the second period. Um, really phenomenal game played by both cold tenders. Uh, but uh, special props, special props need to go to uh, JEC goalie Dove Whites. Uh, Whites standing on his head, including the overtime session, two seconds to go in the overtime, reaching out his stick to block the would-be game winner to keep JEC entrenched in the playoff hunt. JEC uh, taking it on the chin, a 5-0 loss to TABC earlier on in the week, TABC bouncing back onto the winning track after their loss to Frisch over the last week, posting another shutout. Still, as a team, only giving up two goals all year. JEC, though, keeping themselves in it as they will end up facing SAR this coming week in what will be an extremely meaningful game for both teams. Taking a look at the West first, this way we can sort of give you a little bit of a glimpse. Frisch and TABC both tied at the top. Frisch at 7-0. and oh. They're at 14 points. TABC at 7 and 1. And then you have a pack of Kushner at now at 5, 1, and 2 with 12 points. JEC at 5, 2, and 1 with 11 points. SAR at 5 and 3 with 10 points. Now, what's going to happen is that for JEC and SAR, the winner of this game will have the upper hand at at, at clinching a playoff spot because Kushner is going to be, uh, Kushner at 12 points still has to play both Frisch and TABC. They were supposed to play Frisch on Thursday night. That game moved to this coming Tuesday. So they're going to have a tough battle. And if that's the case, the winner of this game will jump over them. Uh, so let's say it's JEC. JEC will be at 13 points. SAR will be at 10. And the truth is, SAR actually will still have a chance to make the playoffs after that. If Kushner cannot get any points off of TABC and Frisch, SAR still has Ramaz to play. So SAR could conceivably lose to JEC, but still make the playoffs, but it would need Kushner to help it out. If SAR wins, SAR would end up... Uh, 
jumping would end up tying itself with Kushner, then would be able to move ahead of Kushner against Ramaz, depending on what happens. JEC, however, has an uphill battle at, uh, in what would be their last game against Frisch. So this game is extremely important for JEC. SAR could use this game. Uh, But if not, they're going to need a lot of help to get into the playoffs. Again, Kushner having uh, a tough schedule the rest of the way. SAR having games against JEC and Ramaz can fall in this one and still hope to make the playoffs. JEC needs to win this game now. Keeping themselves alive, extremely important, Those uh, that point and denying... Uh, especially in denying Kushner that second point. So props to JEC for doing what's needed when the spot was on the line. Moving over to the East, Rambam, 15 points at 7-0-1. Hafter, 6-2, 12 points. Mag and David, 5-5, five five, 10 points. You have DRS at 4-3-1. The Wildcats at 9 points can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a North Shore loss. North Shore at 4-5 and five can be eliminated with a loss or a DRS win. They have 8 points. Most they can get is 10. Uh, DRS cannot clinch with a tie. That is the only way that North Shore can still conceivably make the playoffs. If North Shore wins out, DRS loses out, or DRS only gets 1 point. But whatever it is, North Shore must win their last game against Flatbush. They'll probably, they're going to have to do that without uh, the services of Charles Gressis, who will be playing varsity, especially now in light of the fact that it's going to be a very tough climb for North Shore to make the playoffs. Um, so North Shore 4-5, and five, Flatbush 2-6, and six, eliminated with the loss to Rambam. Hank at 1-8, and eight, YDE 0-9-1. and one. Uh, not able to get a point this past week against Mag and David. Two games on the week ahead, as I said, SAR and JEC, Kushner and Frisch, both of them Tuesday night. So on the same night, we will effectively get a glimpse into what will happen in the weeks ahead uh, for the JV League. This is, these are the last two games before the break after Tuesday night, assuming, actually no, the Kushner-Frisch game was the only game that needed to be made up. Uh, But after this coming Tuesday night, the next game that you will see will be Wednesday, January 31st. So we will have a pretty much all-inclusive look at the JV League next week. Taking a look at the hockey rankings for the week. Back in varsity, SAR retains the number one spot. DRS with the win over Hafter, uh, gains the foothold on the number two spot. TABC stays in three. Hafter jumping up to four, even though they lost because of how close the game to DRS was. Frisch flipping down to the five spot. MTA at six. Rambam at seven. Hank Kushner, JEC Ramaz, North Shore Salman Schechter, YDE all stay where they were. Flatbush flips with Mag and David. Flatbush goes from 16th to 15th. Mag and David from 15th to 16th. Hillel, Shari, Torah, and Westchester round out varsity. In JV, Frisch and TABC are the 1 and 2. Hafter, with the win over DRS, jumps into this 3 spot. Rambam moves up from the 6 to the 4 spot. DRS falls to 5. Kushner, as a result of the tie, drops to 6. JEC 7th. Uh, sorry, uh, SAR 7th. JEC 8th. Magan David moves up to 9th. Flips with MTA, who falls into 10th. Flatbush, North Shore, Ramaz, Hank, and YDE round out JV Hockey. 
You are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. We're going to move over to Varsity Basketball. A couple of big games on the week out west, TABC and MTA. Both teams came in at 5-7, and seven, needing a win. The winner of this game would have the upper hand when it came down to what will potentially be the final playoff spot in the West. TABC eking out a 50-47 win in overtime. Jonathan Haberman scoring 28 more than half of TABC's points in the victory. TABC jumping to 6-6. Six and six. MTA falling to 5-7. and seven. So now MTA will have a uh, massive task ahead of them. They will have to uh, jump over either TABC or Ramaz. The good news for um, for MTA. TABC and Ramaz will face each other on the other end of the break. The bad news, at the very least, with TABC, should TABC lose that game, MTA will have to win both of their remaining games. I'll get to Ramaz in just a second uh, when I take a look to see what, they're, what they've done. Um, I think that earlier, if I'm not mistaken, earlier on in the year, MTA and Ramaz did face, and MTA did lose to Ramaz. So I guess the answer really is, no matter what, that MTA would need to win out to at least get to the sixth seed. Uh, MTA would be, at best, 7-7 seven and seven now. You have SAR, Heschel, and Waterbury all at 7. Uh, not sure that they're all going to stay there. They all have games still remaining, so we'll see what happens. But right now, MTA at 5-7 and seven needs to get two wins. One win will not do it because one win will tie them with the loser of Ramaz TABC. At the very least, if both of those teams get a win otherwise, it is uh, pretty much over for the Lions. So the Lions digging themselves a very big hole. They will have two games left to play. MTA's two remaining games, both on the other side of the break. Uh, will be against uh, Mag and David and SAR. So we'll have to go up against uh, arguably uh, two of the toughest teams, uh, especially because between them, they only have one loss. Speaking of which, let's move over to the East. In the East, there were three games on the last week. The Shari Torah Solomon Schechter game was postponed for non weather related purposes. That was this past Wednesday night taking a look at what did happen on the week, though. And we're going to start with uh, the two less... I, I shouldn't say lesser, but the two lesser implication games. Mag and David uh, putting a stranglehold on the top seat in the East with a 47-42 win over Rambam. Sophomore Albert Nasiri with 16-4 Mag and David. 14 straight to start off the second half. Sam Cyclic led Rambam in the loss with 13 points. So Mag and David, an undefeated 11-0, now clinching a first-round bye with the win over Rambam. Uh, DRS, as a result, also clinched the first-round bye with Mag and David's win over Rambam, as DRS is at 10-2. and The worst they can get is four losses, and they already have defeated Rambam, so Rambam cannot jump ahead of them. Rambam can get at most 10 wins. DRS and Mag and David will be the 1-2 and two seed in any fashion that you may. Mag and David needing only, I believe, one win. I believe that'll do it. They still have a game against MTA, 
and they also have a game against Hafter this coming week. So any one of those winning any one of those games will give Mag and David the top seed in the East. Other game on the week, Hank and YDE. Hank, a 53-44 win over YDE. Moshe Khalili and Oren Batesh each scoring 19. The win clinches the playoff berth for Hank, not mathematically, but through tiebreakers. They cannot be overtaken. But perhaps the game with the biggest playoff implications would be North Shore and Flatbush. A game with huge implications for the playoffs. North Shore coming in at 6-6, six and six, Flatbush at 4-7. and seven. North Shore could wrap up a playoff spot and eliminate Flatbush in one fell swoop. A back-and-forth game for the first half, with Flatbush holding a one-point lead into the third. North Shore owning the third, though, outscoring the Flatbush Falcons 17-8, including 10 of the last 12 points in the period. North Shore would up their lead to 11 with about 6 minutes to go, but Flatbush would not go away. Layups by by Maurice Mosseri and Eddie Lincer. A three by Lincer, two Richard Silverman free throws, and a Joe Catton three, all in succession, would get Flatbush a 12-0 run and the lead. With a minute to go, game tied at 47, Lincer would find Mosseri under the basket, and he would lay it in for the two-point lead. Lincer would get fouled on the ensuing possession, but missed the front end of the one-and-one. Sammy Saltzman, though, would corral the huge rebound for the Falcons. Lincer would get sent to the line again, where he would hit both this time for a 51-47 lead with 15 seconds to go. A coast-to-coast lane would cut the lead to two for North Shore at 51-49, but a series of events led to the North Shore coaching staff getting getting hit with a technical, allowing Catton to hit two free throws from the line to make it 53-49, to and on the ensuing possession, he found Silverman for a lay-in to close out the game by the score of 55-49. to The playoff implications, like I said, for this are huge. Flatbush goes from being on the brink of elimination to now controlling its own playoff destiny. For Flatbush, the win means that its game against YDE on February 1st will now be a loser-goes-home game. But even more importantly, a Flatbush win puts the pressure on North Shore. They will need to be able to beat, uh, to beat we're talking about uh, North Shore, they will need to be able to defeat undefeated Mag and David in order to ensure a playoff spot. Should YDE win that game against Flatbush, North Shore will be able to breathe a little easier as North Shore holds a tiebreaker over YDE, and with YDE set to face DRS in its last game, it would take a huge effort for the team that they just lost to by 19 last week. But... If Flatbush wins, North Shore needs to defeat Mag and David. Otherwise, the two teams will be tied, and North Shore would be on the outside looking in thanks to this loss. North Shore will know exactly what it needs, though. The game against Mag and David also tips off on February 1st at 8.30, just as the Flatbush-YDE game will end. A North Shore win, and Flatbush would need to beat DRS in order to get into the postseason. Not a very easy task. Taking a look at the standings, just so you can see where everything is. Looking in the East first, Mag and David at 11-0, DRS at 10-2. Like we said, those two teams clinching first-round buys. Rambam, 9-4, Hank at 7-5, Hafter at 6-6, North Shore at 6-7, YDE and Flatbush tied at 5-7. The rest of the East has been eliminated. Shari Torah at 2-9, Solomon Schechter at 2-10, YDH at O and thirteen. YDH will wrap up its playoffs. Uh, sorry, its playoffs will wrap off its season this coming week. YDH will be actually the only East team that is in action this coming week. 
taking a look at the West. Frisch at 11-0. They can clinch a first-round bye with a win this coming week over Heschel and can clinch a number one seed with a win and two SAR losses. Uh, SAR will face Ramaz Monday night and then will face Hillel next Sunday. SAR is 7-1. and one. Heschel at 7-2. and two. The only two teams in the league still left without uh, below the the 10-game mark. They will both be over that mark once this week ends. Waterbury at seven and five. Ramaz at six and six. Sorry, six and four. TABC at six and six. MTA at five and seven. Kushner and JEC on the brink of elimination. Kushner can be eliminated with, uh, I believe, two losses this coming week. JEC can't exactly. They only have one game. That'll be against Derek Torah on Monday. So we'll see how everything shakes up over the next week. There are six games this coming week. Like I said, of those six games, only one East team in action. Derek Torah doesn't mean much to the East uh, to the East uh, playoff picture, but to everybody else, to the West, it definitely means something. Unless the Salman Shakhtashari Torah game, which gets gets uh, rescheduled, though I don't know that they're going to be rescheduled. It is meaningless for both teams. SAR and Ramaz will face Monday night, JEC Derechatora, and Waterbury Kushner. Uh, that Waterbury Kushner game can give Waterbury a leg up in hosting a first-round playoff game. Um, the same with SAR and Ramaz. We'll see what happens with those games because of the weather. Wednesday night, Heschel will host Kushner, and next Sunday, Frisch will host Heschel, and Hillel will host SAR. There was no new Jewish Hoops America Top 25 this past week, but this past weekend we had the uh, Scott Satchel Memorial Tournament in Hafter, and we will give you uh, updates on that, uh, or we'll give you the results of that next week right here on the Court Report. Going to move over now to JV basketball. Major shakeups at the top of the West and the middle of the East this past week. TABC went from an undefe- went from undefeated at the beginning of the week, uh, went to 7-0, and defeating MTA 52-20, MTA's second loss on the week. We'll get to that in just a second. TABC going from undefeated at 7-0, and taking two straight losses. First, losing a 47-46 overtime heartbreaker to JEC. If you remember, JEC came into the week with one loss, that courtesy of a very... Very close two-point loss to Frisch last week. TABC now taking a second blemish last night, losing the Route 4 rivalry to Frisch, 59-50. to So TABC goes from being in contention for the number one spot in the West to now uh, really being in a battle for what could potentially be the second you know, the second buy slot. They could easily find themselves now slipping completely out of a buy slot and into a first-round game. JEC having the bead on that slot now at 6-1. and one. TABC at 7-2. and two. Frisch at 8-0 and oh has clinched at least a first-round buy. They can clinch the number one spot with a win or a JEC loss. Uh, Frisch will face Heschel this coming week. JEC will face SAR in what will be an all-important game. Funny enough... If you take last night's game and you go down the list, one and two, three and four, five and six, all in action this coming week against each other. Frisch TABC last night, JEC SAR taking place this coming Monday, and um, five and six, Hillel and Ramaz 
will actually be facing off this coming Tuesday. So just a little, uh, just a little interesting tidbit there. Going back to the rest of the action this past week, MTA also losing to Hillel 48 to 28 last Sunday. That was the game we uh, updated for you as we went off the air last week. So a really, really major impact at the top of the West. Frisch at 8-0. Again, clinched playoff berth with MTA's two losses, and same uh, TABC clinched the playoff berth with their win over MTA at 7-2. Again, JEC at 6-1. SAR at 5-2. JEC and SAR facing this week could be a massive, massive event because SAR, if SAR were to win, JEC would fall back into that uh, race for uh, teams with two losses. TABC, JEC, and SAR would all have two losses, and then it would be a race for the second buy slot, potentially ending in a three-way tie. We're not going to speculate on that until we get there. Uh, Give it a couple of days this coming week. um, uh, All but TABC are in action. We'll see where things stand at the end of the week. Hillel, Ramaz, Heschel, and MTA uh, and even Kushner, all fighting for the last few playoff spots. That's going to be interesting to figure out as well. Hillel at four and three, Ramaz at four and four, Heschel at three and three, MTA at three and four, Kushner at two and six, uh, Westchester and Maor both winless. Uh, they will end up, I believe, playing each other on uh, tomorrow night, Monday night, assuming there's no snow where one team will get their uh, first, potentially only win of the season. Now, as we said, in the East, the shakeup was more in the middle. First, though, Hafter at the top clinching what uh, would be the number one seed in the East with a win over Mag and David Tuesday night, a 69-58 win. Mag and David needed a Hank loss and a win over Hafter to clinch a playoff berth this week. Neither happened. Hafter clinches the top seed in the East with the win, finishing a regular season at 9-1. and one. Speaking of Hank, Hank, a 44-41 win over YDE to up their record to 4-5. and five. Moshe Kahaney, 15 points in the win. The win keeps Hank's playoff hopes alive and puts a cramp in YDE's hopes to clinch. Hank now has an outside chance to slip into the postseason should Hank upend Mag and David on February 3rd, all it would need is a YDE loss to DRS on February 6th, and it would slide up and over into the playoffs with the tiebreaker. Two other games on the week, starting out with Flatbush and North Shore. North Shore started the game with uh, the first 25 points on the board. Flatbush able to put together a run of their own, cutting the lead to 29-16 at the half, but the third and fourth would be all North Shore with the Stars eventually doubling up the Falcons for the 64-32 final score. North Shore caps off their season at 7-3 and and will potentially fight for a, uh, or I shouldn't say fight, but they will be in the mix for a first round bye, depending on what happens with DRS Shari Torah. We'll get to that actually in just a second. Speaking of DRS, a massive win over Ezra. DRS needs a win over Shari Torah, and then a Mag and David loss to clinch the number two seed and a first round bye. If Shari Torah wins that game over DRS and the game against Mag and David, uh, both of which are this coming week. The game against DRS is tomorrow night. The game against Mag and David on Thursday night. They would all but wrap up the number two seed for the Stars with Ezra as its last game on the other side of the break. They would need that win over Ezra, but Ezra right now at 0-8 seems to be a win. 
for Mag and David, though, its best scenario is a DRS loss to Shari Torah, and then two Mag and David wins this coming week. Mag and David faces Ezra on Tuesday night, and then Shari Torah on Thursday night. It would put all three teams at 6-3, and three, with Mag and David having the tiebreak and control of its own fate to the two-seed, with a game against Hank still to play. Taking a look at the standings in the East, Hafter at 9-1, and one, as we said, already clinched the number one seed. They'll have a first-round bye and home field advantage throughout. North Shore at 7-3, and three. DRS at 6-2, and two. Share Torah at 5-2, and two. YDE at 5-4, and four. Uh, Mag and David at 4-3, and three. Hank at 4-5, and five. Flatbush, Rambam, and Ezra all on the outside looking in. Flatbush finishes its season off at 3-7, and seven. Rambam finished already at 1-9, and nine. Ezra at 0-8, oh the last three teams already eliminated at the week on the week ahead. Uh, mostly Western Affair, three games involving the East, as we said, DRS and Shari Torah doing battle on Monday night, also Monday night, JEC and SAR, which we spoke about before, and Westchester Maor, Tuesday night, we'll have uh, one East game, Mag and David Ezra, it'll have Hillel Ramaz and Heschel Kushner, Thursday night, Shari Torah will host Mag and David, and next Sunday, um, late morning affairs, uh, It'll have Frisch hosting Heschel and Hillel hosting SAR. Once again, you are listening to the Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. We're going to start off our girls' coverage with Girls' Varsity B. Three games on the weekend, one postponement, not weather-related. Shalamis and Mag and David postponed. Games that were played... Bruria upending Shari Torah by a massive margin to put themselves at 9-0, clinching a playoff berth, also clinching a first-round home game. They are very, very close to clinching a first, uh, to clinching the number one spot as well. That could uh, that could come as early as this week, depending on what happens with Mag and David. Mag and David faces uh, both the teams that are right behind it, Elon and SKA. Should Mag and David lose? both of their games, then Bruria will clinch the top spot in the uh, division. Otherwise, it will need to wait for its games uh, that happen on the other side of the break. Uh, the two games this week, the Mag and David Elon, SKA Mag and David game, are the only games on the week ahead. SKA and Elon both in uh, action this past week, and both of them winners, getting their fifth win, SKA dominating Shalhevet and Elon dominating Shalamis. Bruria leads the league at 9-0, and oh, Mag and David at 6-2, and two. Elon and SKA both at 5-3. and three. Those four teams have the bead on the playoff spot. Shalhevet at 4-5 and five will need help to get into the postseason. Shalamis at 1-7 and seven is pretty much on the outside looking in at this point, although Shari Torah, the only official team eliminated at 0-10. So we will follow up on that coverage as we get back from the break. Not many games left in girls varsity B. From the looks of it, uh, 12 games in total. So after this week, I believe it'll only be 10, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yes, uh, assuming the Shalamis, Mag, and David game gets made up. There will be 10 games left to be played in Girls Varsity B. Going to swerve over to Girls JV. Now, Girls JV, the least number of games remaining in any league. Nine games left. Three games on the past week. We told you about, we told you last week about Hafter's 41-26 uh, to 26 win over Hank. 
the other three games on the week, all playoff implications as well. Hafter would uh, follow that up with a 57-50 win over North Shore on Wednesday. What that win did, that win gave Hafter an 8-1 record and clinched the number one seed in the East. So Hafter will be the number one seed. North Shore will be the number two seed. Hafter finishes, I shouldn't say finishes, but Hafter currently, they finish the week at eight and one. North Shore at seven and two. We know those will be the one and the two seed. Who will be the three seed? Well, Hank had the opportunity to just about wrap up the three seed facing Frisch last night. Uh, would Hank be able to put themselves in a position to clinch? Well, um, there's a reason why Frisch is where they are. Uh, Frisch being still undefeated in the at the top of the West, dominating Hank last night, knocking Hank down to three and five. So the one and two seed in the East are determined. It's down to the three seed between Hank and Ramaz. It's basically going to come down to whether or not Hank can get to that fifth win or whether or not uh, they will just, I, I mean, in the abstract, all they really need to do is beat Ramaz. Um, the two of them will end up playing Thursday, February 8th. But if Hank were to um, defeat uh, uh, North Shore and Ramaz were to lose to Hafter, that would wrap it up as well. Do not know when they're going to end up doing that Hank-North Shore game. That game was postponed because of weather. But I guess we'll have to see what happens on the other side of the break. The only other game on the week, Flatbush, a win over Westchester, yeah, uh, their second win of the season. Lorraine Levy scoring 12 in the win. Out in the West, the Frisch win puts them at 9-0. and They have clinched at least a first-round home game and can clinch the number one seed with the win over SAR on the 31st or an SAR loss in any of their other three games on the year. SAR at 5-1, and Maya Note at 5-3. and uh, Maya Note will get the first crack at SAR to get that uh, done this Tuesday night. Maya Note looking to at least keep pace to uh, have a first-round home game. Breweria at 3-6, and six, and Westchester at 0-8. We're going to finish off our show this week with Girls Varsity A of the Story. About a month ago, when we told you about Hafter going on their long stretch of games... Uh, and how the possibility of going on such a long stretch of games where they, you know, had, a, I think it was five or six in a two-week period, barely any time to practice in between because of holidays and uh, Shabbos and the like, had a feeling would catch up to them, got off to a good start taking out Flatbush, getting the uh, forfeit wins over Solomon Schechter. They were up to four and two when the stretch began, and then things sort of went sideways for the Hafter Hawks. Hafter losing five in a row, including three this past week. Game against Hillel last Sunday, losing by 10, 47 to 37. Following up with two losses on Tuesday and Wednesday, a five-point loss to Central, 50 to 45. That win by Central puts Central back at the top of the Eastern Conference. And Wednesday, a loss to North Shore. That puts North Shore at 6-4. and four. Effectively puts Hafter at 4-7. and seven. Now, other games on the week sort of affect what happened to Hafter. Uh, Breweria last night taking a win over Hank, dropping Hank to 4-7. and seven. Flatbush taking a 52-41 loss to Frisch. Now, the impact that has is if we look at the Eastern, Eastern Conference, 
top three teams. You have Central at seven and three, Ramaz at six and three, and North Shore at six and four. For Hafter, those teams don't really affect them. The only thing Hafter could think about is getting into the fifth spot. Hafter right now is at four and seven. Hanks at four and five. Flatbush is at five and five. Hafter can get at most five wins. So for them to really be in any sort of uh, analysis, Flatbush and uh, Hank, Hafter would have to end up either tied or ahead of Flatbush or Hank. They can't end up ahead of Flatbush. So they'd have to hope to be tied with them. Problem is, they can't be tied with them alone, because Hank and Half, uh, Hank and Flatbush will face each other on February 1st. So either Flatbush will get win number 6, effectively eliminating Hafter, or Hank will get win number 5, and as a result, need to end up in a three-way tie. Hafter will face Ramaz this week for anything to matter. They have to beat Ramaz to end up at 5-7. and seven. They have to end up, have them end up at 5-7, and seven. Hank end up at 5-7, and seven. and Flatbush end up at 5-7. and seven. The problem for Hafter, they wouldn't even win that tiebreaker because as a result of Hank taking that win over Flatbush, Hank would have a 2-1 and one record against the two other teams, uh, Hafter and Flatbush. Hafter would have a 2-2 two and two record for a 500 uh, percentage. Flatbush would have a 1-2, and two, and as a result of percentages, Hank would jump over the two teams and into that spot. Now, it's not to say that those are the only spots that Hank and Flatbush can get, but that would have been the only hope for Hafter. So as a result of the last two weeks, which I believe produced, an, like I said, an 0-5 record, Flatbush has gone, sorry, Hafter has gone, wrong bird of prey there, Hafter has gone from potentially, uh, potentially fighting for a spot at the top of the East to being effectively eliminated and out of the playoff contention. Uh, just the effect of the other games uh, on the week, like we said, Central, now at 7-3, and three, inches away from clinching a playoff berth. A uh, couple of more uh, wins and losses should do it. Uh, Central does not play again until after the break. They will face Ramaz and Flatbush. Although I think that as a result of Flatbush and Hank having to play each other, one of those teams cannot reach Central. So I believe that Central actually, while not mathematically, effectively, Central is in the playoffs. Ramaz and North Shore, close to happening for them as well, both at six wins, as I said. Um, They will end up playing their remaining games. Uh, Ramaz will have a couple of games over the break. They will face Hafter this coming Thursday. Uh, They will then next play... Uh, actually, the other two will come after the break. They have Central and Hank after the break. Looking over to the West, the effect of the four games that involved West teams, Hillel, Frisch, Bruria, all picking up wins in cross games. SAR staying undefeated, taking a 52-45 win over Hillel on Tuesday. So where does that leave these teams? SAR is at 7-0. Maya Note and Frisch. Right behind at seven and three, although SAR is a stone throw away from clinching the top spot in the West, because right now they have three games in the loss column up on every other team. Uh, Mayanote and Frisch now tied because of Frisch's win over Flatbush. Bruria, though, skulking right behind the two teams. They are at six and three. Bruria uh, again with that win over Hank. They will have. 
uh, three games when we come back from the break. They'll face Kushner on Saturday the 3rd. So Kushner, a 1-9 and nine team. Kushner's only win over Solomon Schechter. So Brewery are looking to sort of pull themselves even with Mayanote and Frisch, although Mayanote will have a game the day before. They'll also be playing a game this week. So they'll look to pull themselves even in the win column, depending on what happens, keep themselves in the race in the win column. They'll also have Hillel, and then they also have to play a makeup game against SAR. Uh, that game was postponed from this past Thursday night. Um, so that's going to be a race that goes down to the wire. Hillel keeping themselves in contention still uh, with the win over Hafter, despite the loss to SAR, but that loss could be crippling. They are now at 4-5, and five, and Hillel has some pretty tough games ahead of them. Hillel will have to face Frisch, Bruria, and uh, let's see, their last game, oh, and North Shore in between the two. So three teams fighting for playoff spots. Uh, Hillel will have to effectively beat them all and hope for some losses along the way to have a shot at the postseason. Heschel at 3-6 and six is effectively looking up at the lights, down for the count at this point. They will next play uh, on the 23rd while everybody else is on break. They will play SAR, and as we said, Kushner, 1-9 eliminated. Their season is over. Well, I mean, I don't mean to say over. They still have a couple of games left. But for all intents and purposes, they have been eliminated from playoff contention. Taking a look at the week's schedule, game on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Tuesday, Maya Note and SAR will do battle. That will do a lot to determine what goes on at the top of the division. Hafter and Ramaz, as we said, this coming Thursday. And Saturday night, Hillel will have that first of their uh, gauntlet against Frisch. Well, that's about all the time we have here on the Court Report today. Tune in over the next week or so where we will give you an update as to what we are going to do over the winter break. We're going to look to have some interviews for you. We'll also wrap up and uh, recap and give you a little bit of a preview as to what's to come on the other side of the break. Just about all leagues at that point will be down in their final 10 or 20 games or so. So we will have a uh, a good wrap-up and a good uh, preview to lead you in to the last two weeks in Yeshiva League Sports. Um, I think that's going to do it for us today. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, cannot wait to get to the last few weeks of the 2017-2018 regular season for you. Again, keep listening over the next couple of weeks. Also, we'll give you information as to when we are switching over to the Tuesday regular Sunday Encore portion of our show. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., soon enough to be Sunday, or you can find the court report in our archives on the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, Jam in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m., live on the stream on the app or at NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them the call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 720 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just go find me and you will connect connected me and yourself to all of what's going on in Yeshiva League Sports. So once again, I'm Elliot Weiselberg reminding you, 
It's good to be smart, but better to be wise. See you next week right here on The Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com